You are Locked on Wild, your home for smooth jazz in the upper Midwest. No, we are part of the Locked on Podcast Network. You are listening to Locked on Wild, and I am your host, Joe Bully of ZoneCoverage.com, and with me is Tony Abbott of The Athletic Minnesota. Tony, the dads are on the trip. Dads are on the trip. We need to have a dad podcast. We need to have a dad trip podcast. Yeah, let's do it. We could talk about, like, you know, grilling and, like, dad jokes, dad bods. My dad kind of likes to grill. My dad always burned chicken, but, I mean, you know, it's just because he always cooked it too high a heat. I have never met your dad. Really? Yeah, I've never met your dad. He showed up to our draft party in uh, St. Paul a few years ago. Was that the one at Wild Times? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, then I then I probably met him there. I mean, I'm sure I met him there if if it was at the at that party. But I also met like fifty something people. Right? Yeah, yeah. I get it. I yeah. What's your dad like? Is he like you? Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, uh-huh. I'm actually. It's probably the other way around. I'm a lot like him, probably. Oh yeah, I mean, like you probably didn't like. <laughs> I mean, he came first, so. I, he, he probably wasn't taking cues from you when you were born. You're like, I like applesauce. Your dad's like, dang, I gotta steal that one. <laughs> Write down like applesauce. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. No, um, yeah. So we're we're. We're alike. Yeah, my my mom certainly saw that a long time ago. And my wife, uh, Keely, she'll even say the same thing. Like, you are so much like, actually, you know, what's funny is I actually catch myself kind of doing the same mannerisms and things like that, or even saying the same things that I heard growing up to my kids. And uh, when they when those commercials come out that says that, uh, you know, you kind of become your parents. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely true. <laughs> I think that I, I think that in a lot of ways I'm just a louder, more obnoxious. I mean, my dad's not very loud and obnoxious, but I'm a loud, obnoxious version of my dad in some ways. <laughs> I if certainly... you made my dad really annoying, <laughs> I think that that might be me. Does he get annoying when he drinks? No, 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 no. He he plays it pretty cool. Yeah, my dad plays it cool too. I mean. I am when I'm drinking, I am the opposite of my mother. I am my dad where it's not, you know, beer bongs or anything like that. It's not any doing anything real crazy. It's just kind of just chilling. My mom, on the other hand, she kind of likes to be the life of the party. She's usually trying to make friends when we're out or something like that and and tries to uh, just, you know, be fun and, and kind of like your party animal. Now, I mean, she's obviously now over 50 so it's toned down from what it was when she was in her 20s but still she likes karaoke she likes uh to meet new people and and uh yeah so it uh it's a big difference between what my parents are when they're drinking and uh and i don't get annoying um and i probably would take my cues more from my dad so uh but my dad's a good guy to have a beer with i think the last time that i went drinking with my dad uh, it was at the uh, it was at the Twins Winter Meltdown. I yeah, don't know I was if you were say, at that wasn't one. Wasn't at that one? No, I was. I wasn't at that one. At that one, but I uh, I had a feeling that was probably the last time. Oh, that's not very nice. 
Uh, no, my dad was a hero. He got me some uh, some drink tickets, and uh, and and I, I I did not pay him uh, very. Uh, I, I did not pay him back very well, which I feel sorry for yeah. to this day. I don't know. Maybe you do owe him or something. I don't know. Like, here's the thing with that, though. Like, I'm not usually like someone who like goes like absolutely insane or anything like mm-hmm. that when I go out. Um, no, I like I I think what it was. With that particular one, I wasn't living in St. Paul yet, so I got to see guys uh, who are, you know, you know, our friends like, uh, right, like yeah, ben, friends Ben Remington, Panda Pete, uh, Kevin Fiala just scored. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, but like I only, uh, I only got to see like our friends like once or twice a year. So I was like, it's like New Year's, right? You get, oh yeah, you get very pressured into like having a good time, and you have to have a good time, and, 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 and you know. Uh, that that got away from me <laughs> at that uh, particular time, but yeah, no, uh, gotta, we should we should have dads on the podcast. Yeah, I think so. Um, we aren't going to have dads on this podcast, though. We are going to talk about some new trade rumors that kind of popped up per uh, Michael Russo. He kind of confirmed what Pierre LeBron was saying um, about uh, the Wild kind of sniffing around Vincent Trocheck. So we're going to get into that and kind of also just like your you kind of have a strategy a little bit about approaching this trade deadline with kind of the big two, I don't know, the trade chips at the wild really have the, this, uh, this trade deadline. So we're going to take our break and then we'll get into a hot goss in the Twitter sphere. When it comes to uh, trade rumors, you're listening to lockdown wild. Welcome back to the show. Uh, some, little tidying up here too. Uh, I just want to mention that uh, you can get in touch with us via Twitter. Just go to at lockdown wild, as well as get in touch with us to our inbox, send those emails in, send those questions in. Like I said, it is the final week before the trade deadline. And I know there's lots and lots of questions out there. Feel free to drop us a line in our inbox. Just go to locked on wild at gmail.com and please get us some listeners choice uh topic suggestions like we definitely if you have something you want us to talk about for a whole show you can you can give us suggestions for that we try to do that every friday we did not last week because of uh because of some breaking news that hit right hit, yeah. uh, hit the wire on friday uh but yeah uh we uh are always in need of that we're always in need of uh, uh, of mailbag questions too. So, yep. uh, any any anything helps from there. Awesome. Thanks for uh, for uh, plugging our inbox there, Tony. Uh, today, it kind of hit and was confirmed by Michael Russo on his podcast with uh, um, on one of one of his many podcasts as well. Um, just kind of confirming what Pierre LeBrun has sort of uh, been mulling around that the Minnesota Wild are indeed interested and are scouting Vincent Trocek center from the Florida Panthers. And that I guess the big thing is first, before I get into what it, it looks like, it's it, the, the piece might be going for it. If, uh, if that trade were to be commenced, uh, I want to get your initial thoughts on just Vincent Trocek in general. Um, you know, I, I, I see him as a, a solid top six center. Okay. Uh, I, I think that he, uh, I think that he likely can play on your on your top two lines. I uh, looked it up this morning because I was curious. I I know that he was very good, um, you know, uh, 
he had a, he had a really good like two or three year run uh, when he was younger, and um, over the last couple of years that uh, that that play dropped off a little bit, but uh, he's having a, a bit of a bounce back year, even if it's not showing up super well in his point totals and. and uh, and there was uh there was a year where uh he like didn't play so well in terms of like the underlying numbers, but he really went off points wise. I think he had a seventy five point season. So like he's mm-hmm. a guy who even uh even when he struggled a bit, has generally been able to uh to drive offense really well and okay. uh and, and get some points, but um, you know, he, he's not, you know, your all situations guy for sure. Uh, he, he's not somebody who like you can rely on to shut down opponents as well as as yep. get you know some points on the board. So I, I I think that given the fact that I I don't think that he puts up enough points uh, enough point production to uh, to be like that dominant number one center um, or or doesn't have like maybe the two way game to do that or at least he hasn't really had that two way game for two to three years now. Um, I, I I would say that that puts him at a, a notch below that number one center uh, that okay. looks for, but like a solid number two for sure. Sure. So if the Wild were to make a move for him, is that where you kind of think that he slots in on this Minnesota Wild team? Uh, is number two center, or assuming Eric Stahl is still on the team going into next season, does he dethrone Eric Stahl on the top line? I mean, on this team. I I could see if Minnesota were to trade for him, like they would they would have him for two more years. I would see them wanting to throw him on the uh, the number one line and get him used to that role. Sure. I I feel like if you're in if, if you get Trocheck, then you're in on him, and uh, and they would treat him as such. I think he would go above Stahl. Would he produce more than Stahl? Ah, uh, probably about the same. Honestly, like, like I, I, I don't think Stahl is anything more than a than a number two guy, a solid number two guy. Now, uh, okay. yeah, like, uh, so those are yeah. those are my general thoughts. So, do you think if Vincent Trocheck was on this team, that it would preclude potentially either drafting uh, a top notch center or um, uh, making another trade? Uh, as well to try to get more of your top line center as well, uh, or even in something in free agency. Do you think that if you go in on Vincent Trocek that you just kind of say, okay, well, we found our guy and uh, this might be our guy here now for a few years that we, we, we got to fill out the roster with centers or do you think you still try to go for like that top end number one center. Yeah, I absolutely don't think that you're done looking for a top end center if you get Vincent Trocheck. You get him and you hope that you're able to land that number one guy and hope that Trocheck slots very nicely behind okay, whoever so your while, number one guy is. So while he's a piece um for a, a decent team, um he's probably not the guy then in your mind. So uh I think now to kind of get into what uh was rumored to go in exchange would be a guy like Jonas Brodeen. And I know you had some thoughts on Twitter earlier today, but uh, what is your thought? If let's say they did the old Paul Fenton hockey trade, do you think one for one Vincent Trocek for Jonas Brodeen uh, is fair value? I think 
that if you're trading Brodeen for Trocheck right now, straight up, that uh, that Florida is getting the better player. Does that make it an unfair trade? I don't know if that makes that trade unfair, but I do think that uh, that Minnesota probably loses that trade. Okay. So in order for this trade to make more sense for you, do you think maybe the Wild should be looking for a pick added to that or even like a prospect just to kind of sweeten the pot for you? Would you take Trocheck then or would you kind of say that's a lot to still ask for when it comes to um, when it comes to Jonas Rodin? I think that's that's a, a, a fair trade. I don't know if if Florida would, would look at that situation and be like, hey, like we're giving you a top six center for your top four defensemen. Uh, which like I, I technically Brodine is, but but I think that he's he's uh, I think he's he's close to uh, to first pair value if he isn't a first pair defenseman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I certainly think that he should have that value associated with him, whereas I don't think that Trocheck should be considered a top line center in terms of valuation or role. So, but but I think Florida can easily say like, hey, like we're giving you a top six center, you're giving us a top four forward. Uh, heck off with asking <laughs> for more. I mean, heck I wouldn't. Off. It would make me more interested in getting more. But like, I I guess what I see here, the the problem is is that, and there's another guy who we're gonna get to that is the same way, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think this is a trade that nominally solves your problem of not having centers and and like yes like you're gonna need more than one center right but yep. these are a brodine and dumba who are who are the defensemen that that could be traded at the deadline those are your two big chips that could land you something that could turn into that could be remotely reasonably sure you know turned into or expected to to turn into a top pair center or or, or something okay. with that kind of value. So blowing one of those chips on uh, a guy who's going to be 27 next year who has had his uh his scoring decline over the last 2 years and you know who isn't that all around number 1 center or even like number 1 offensive center that that doesn't do it for me like that that doesn't interest me even if in a vacuum like if i could get vincent trocheck for it, it, you know as a free agent like i'd be i'd be interested enough all right i mean I, i'm just wondering like maybe you get a conditional pick along with it that if the panthers win a series or something like that and maybe it escalates from a third to like a second yeah, or you, that, that doesn't you try to me. be creative like that but i don't know I'm just trying to think of something creative if if that would help sweeten the pot. But uh, so if, if Vincent Trocheck doesn't get your jollies up, well, maybe that's the wrong term. But yeah, that, that if, probably is. But let's go. <laughs> but what about uh, somebody like Max Domi? I think uh, he's with Montreal, correct? Yeah, Domi's a little more interesting to me than than Trocheck, just because uh, Domi is younger. Uh, and I think that Domi kind of has a calling card more than Trocek does. I think Domi's calling card is uh, speed and playmaking, which is pretty good to have on, you know, at, at center. And uh, 
and Domi does drive offense more than uh, than Trocek does, though that comes a little bit at the expense of his defense. Um, the thing about Domi is that he went off last year. He absolutely went off uh, to the tune of 28 goals and 70-something points, which, you know, just absolutely fantastic breakout year. And then now this year he is back to... What he kind of always was, which which is about a fifty point guy. So he 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 ultimately is probably in the same realm to me as Trocheck in that like, you know, solid second line center. If they came onto this team, I would not be mad about uh, about them being in a, a second line role. But ultimately, does this solve your center problem, or 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 does this? Is this a foundation you can build on? And I think with Domi and I think with Trocek as well, like it's a nice start, but mm-hmm. no, like this ultimately isn't your foundation. Right. Okay. Well, let's get into another break. I know you have some, like a certain strategy sort of when it comes to kind of what to do with the two defensemen who are, would, according to the trades that kind of happened yesterday, uh, look to be like, I don't know, they'd be fetching a lot, whether it's this uh, this deadline or even in the offseason. So uh, we'll get into kind of what you were spouting about on, uh, on Twitter uh, right after this break. You're listening to Locked on Wild. Welcome back to the show. You're listening to Locked on Wild here on the Locked on Podcast Network. Tony, on Twitter, you were talking about kind of uh, the the – the Trocheck sort of uh, rumors as well as um, just kind of the idea that, uh, you know, that if the wild are going to make a trade and look for that center, that they shouldn't chase at this deadline and that they might not even get it in a trade. Uh, what's your thoughts in general about uh, a center at the trade deadline or even in the off season, if, if that's even gettable? So I, 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 I'm someone who is like, okay, like value is value too. Like I'm not, I, I know that Minnesota is pretty focused just based off the reporting that, uh, that comes from Michael Russo. Um, uh, based on that reporting, uh, Minnesota is like, okay, well, if we're going to trade these guys, then we're going to trade them for a, uh, a first line, uh, center, or at least a, a top six center. And, I don't think that that's a bad way to go. I would probably be more open to, you know, like if I can get an elite defense prospect, even if I could get an elite wing prospect, I know they are deep on the wing. But, you know, if it is elite, I will take that elite value, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. I, I have no problem with them being like, we don't have to trade either of these guys right now. If we're going to do it, we're going to address our big need, which is all organizationally up and down, I will absolutely agree. Like, yes, that is, that is the center. Uh, but the thing is, it is when you look at, you know, the, the buyers around the mm-hmm. league that are interested in them in, 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 in both, uh, in both Dumb and Brodine, like you look at a lot of them and you're like, ah, like what's there that I really want, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at Florida, and I'm like, "What centers do you have?" And I'm looking up and down their uh, their their prospect pool, and even their young players, and, and not really that much there. Toronto, same thing. Like all of their best assets are are, are generally on the wing 
or on mm-hmm. defense, which, you know, I, I can understand from like Toronto's point is like, why are they going to trade uh, Timothy Lilgren if they or if, you know, they can reasonably expect him to be, you know, anyway, I'm, I'm getting carried away down down rabbit holes. But like Toronto, uh, big, big time uh, chaser of Dumba. At least, according to all the all the trade rumors, uh, they they are pretty centerless. So I'm looking at at the teams that are interested in uh, him, and and I can just find like a f- a handful of center prospects that I think can actually be traded. Mm-hmm. That 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 would make sense in, in a in a trade. Which uh, if you look at Carolina, I don't. I, I I know that uh, I know that Nekish is probably out, but I'm I'm going to I'm gonna say his name just to you know the secret, right? I'm right. gonna I'm gonna say Martin Nekish, and eventually, if I visualize it, it'll happen. <laughs> right? Um, if you say it enough, it'll happen. Right? Uh, so uh, they probably aren't going to trade Nekish, but they do have not only Aho and Nekish in the uh, the the big leagues right now, but they have prospect Ryan Suzuki. Yeah. who is a uh, who's having a really good year this year in juniors and you know is looking like he could be uh you know a number 2 guy with potential to be a yeah. number 1 guy sure like uh really good playmaking really good vision uh his brother Nick in Montreal that's the guy that I would be interested in instead okay. of Max Domi uh and, and for that specific reason Maybe that means that he's not gettable, but when you look at what Montreal has, they have Max Domi at center now. They have Jesper Kokaniemi, who should be, you know, good. Uh, yeah, he should be good. Yeah, they have uh, they have uh, Philip Deneau, who is, you know, maybe more down the lineup, but, like, still, like, really good depth center, who, who's putting up some good points this year, too. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything... Uh, I, I'm not going to say anything bad about uh, Dano, like a, a really good guy that that you need. So, like they've got center talent. Like maybe they got Ryan Paling coming up too. They like, also have Cole Caulfield. Not that he's a center, not but that he's, he's a center, a sharp shooting winger that you know. So, so <laughs> Nick Nick Suzuki might be a guy where it's like okay, like I'm going to draw a hard line. If I don't get him, then I don't get anyone unless they want to trade Coke and Niemi. He is mm-hmm. struggling this year. He's in the AHL, but like, mm-hmm. I, I doubt that. I don't think he's gettable. And then the other guy that I, I thought of was, uh, was in Vegas where they might be interested in Matt Dumba. They definitely need help on the blue line. I think to, to, to really crack that elite group. Sure. And they've got a, a really good center prospect, uh, Peyton Krebs, who went in the draft this year and who probably mm-hmm. would have been top 10 if he didn't have, I think it was an ACL injury. Ooh, really? Okay. He he had a he had a big injury that uh, that uh, made him drop in the draft. So uh, Krebs would be really interesting to me too. So if you can't get one of those four guys, I'm I would say just get me just get me as good of a draft pick as you can. Mm-hmm. If you can get a good package of draft picks and prospects and uh, get another <laughs> first round pick, then I I, I would. Instead of trying to force it with with Trocheck or Domi, I would just take a package like that and be like, okay, well, we right. are going center hunting in the draft. <laughs> uh, qu- uh, question though, like, do you think that you can get 
a package with either of those prospects. Say you, you go after either of the Suzuki's or Martin Neckish or um, Krebs or Krebs. And do you think that you have for, okay. Do you think that for Brodeen that it's enough to get just one of those guys? Or do you think that it needs to be a package for Brodeen or a Matt Dumba in that case? Or is it something that if, if you are able to just pry one of those away, those high end prospects that are fairly close to the NHL or even NHL ready now that, uh, that Brodeen or Dumba is enough for that. Or do you think that, uh, no, I, I would still need more in a package, man. At, at this point, it's like, how bad do you want it? Mm-hmm. How bad do you want that center prospect? If I could get Nick Suzuki for Brodeen straight up today, yeah, I think I'd do it. You might do it, okay. I don't think because you you have them on an entry level contract, and you have them under team control for at least five more years, right? Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah, yeah, I would do that. I mean, I, maybe if you have to take back money, like then like other sorts of compensation has to go. But mm-hmm. you know, if I can get an entry level guy in return, uh, an entry level center who I think can be a number one guy. Okay. For, I, I think that's the kind of chip that, that you can trade in for. And, and, you know, it would, you wouldn't just have that either. You'd be able to go into the draft and be like, okay, I got my number one center. I don't have to necessarily worry about going out of my way to targeting them. I'd have two first round picks, a second round pick. I've got Kaprizov coming. I've got Boldy coming. I've got Hovanov. Let's go at that point. <laughs> okay. Let's go. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that'd be, um, I think, a lot of fun if the Wild can somehow swing a deal to pluck a young, high-end center prospect. And, and that's for the team. guys that are in the NHL. So, like, Neckish yeah. and uh, and Nick Suzuki. Like, those are guys that I would I would be interested in going one for one for if i'm getting a prospect like ryan suzuki and peyton krebs maybe i don't want a first round pick with those maybe i'm not uh, but you know like as good as the deals have been going like maybe you can demand that first round pick too and and really put the squeeze on well i mean everyone else like look at look at what marco scandela got traded i know it's crazy isn't it alec martinez like those guys aren't aren't nearly as valuable as Brodeen and uh, and Dumba, like mm-hmm. even in a down year Dumba, so yeah, like I I think if you can get that elite center prospect, I I think you can be fine having those guys as the main guy. And I'm sorry to 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 derail what you were about to say. No, you're fine. I want to know where we can find you. All right, well you can find my dad. No, you can. Uh, I mean, you can also find my dad on Twitter too. He's not that hard to find. Um, Does he also like Kevin Fiala? You know what? I, I I have not asked him very much about Kevin Fiala. Well, if he's gonna if he's gonna talk about Kevin Fiala on our podcast, let's let's get him on here. Let's schedule. Gotta him. bring him on the show. Like we, All right. I think my dad would be really fun to be on the show. Sure. But you can find me on Twitter. I'm sorry. You can find me on Twitter at Ohio Tony. You can find my work at the Athletic Minnesota. And you can find all my work at ZoneCoverage.com as well as follow me on Twitter at JoeBoo15. That's going to do it for today's show of Lockdown Wild. Please hit the subscribe button so your device sends it to you every time without having to do any work. 
And if you uh, could please leave a rating and a review on whatever podcast service you use, that would be much appreciated. That's a good way to support this podcast. Also, you can follow the podcast on Twitter. Just look up at Lockdown Wild. You can also get in touch with us via our email inbox. Say that 10 times fast. Via our email inbox. <laughs> uh, LockedOnWild at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Lockdown Wild. And be sure to check us out every Monday through Friday to stay on top of everything revolving around your Minnesota Wild every day.